Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talk Stros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can, where can they find you at? They can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter and at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Stros. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and get 15% off your next order. You can get Locked On Astros on Podcast and App Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. When you get in car, tell your smart device to play podcast, Locked On Astros. It was a great weekend. The Astros won a game. Yay! Yay! <laughs> they got a win. They they scored a whole run, and Zach Greinke dropped a ball and turned into a double play. So that was pretty cool. That was actually really awesome. And after the game, he was like, yeah, um, I wasn't sure what to do, uh, so I, I just looked around, and um, I was like, oh, the guys didn't go, so I, I was like, okay, I'm going to throw it to third base and try to get out, but the Astros got to win. They broke the losing streak, but unfortunately, the losing streak kind of busted whatever today, so uh, yeah. the Astros are not very good right now. They are 7-8 on the season. But luckily, they're going to have a day off. Then they're going to head to Colorado, who is not very good at the moment right now. Uh, let's start a little bit about uh, Jake Odorizzi. Jake Odorizzi made his second start as a Houston Astro, and he was kind of cruising there for a while. I think he retired 10 in a row, and I think six of them were on strikeouts. He was at 76 pitches, and then Miles Straw happened. Is it fair for me to say that Miles Straw happened? Or is that you know, a little bit too much pressure on that? You know, here's the thing with with the Astros and why I put Miles Straw in there um, on our little promo is there are a lot of people. I don't think a lot of people are expecting Miles Straw to be a world beater, but they're expecting Miles Straw to be a serviceable glove in the outfield and to to basically roam center field with the efficiency of a professional center fielder. Now, saying that, not ever been a professional center fielder. I'm just going off of what I've seen. And we need his defensive production. We need him getting on base. And, you know, they, I mean, even if he hits a single and scores a run, I'm fine with it. Even if he if he tracks out a fly ball. But if, if the ball has a 95% catcher rating, you need to catch those. And so, you know, I think he's struggling. I think, too, Eric, we got to look at this. I mean, we've got these... You've been calling them the baby Astros. You can't deny that when you have three major players, four like your your starting catcher as well, out, that doesn't help any. And who knows? Miles Straw may be feeling the pressure right now. I'm not making excuses for him. But what do you think? Do you, do you think it's a comfort thing with him? Or do, do you think he's just kind of like the, like bad luck with the glove or what? I just think that was just a, um, the ball – I don't think he thought that ball was going that far. I think that he was playing too far in. I think the sun got in his eye. And I think he got to where he needed to be. He just didn't get the glove to where it needed to be. And it just hit off the side of the glove. And unfortunately for the Astros, uh, that went as a triple, I believe. And th then the uh, Mariners took the lead. And uh, it was all downhill from there. I know after the game, Jake Odorizzi, basically he told Miles Straw not to take that don't don't worry too much about that. 
Everybody makes that mistake. You're going to get those most of the times. So you're going to get that a lot of the time. And yes, yes, that is the case. But yeah, this is what he said. Don't let today affect moving forward. He makes that play a lot of the time. Yes, that's true. But this is supposed to be your everyday center fielder. This is the guy who's supposed to replace George Springer in the outfield. This is the guy that you say, you know what? We're not going to go out there and get the Jackie Bradley Jr. We're not going to go out there and get the big name center fielder. We're going to go with Miles Straw. So we're, we know that he's a good defender. We know that he can steal some bases. And we're going to ride and die with this guy. And unfortunately, that play died with him. But I'm not going to give up on him. No, no. And that's not what I'm saying at all. You know, like I said, I my criticism is tempered with some realistic expectations and, and, and you do have elements that affect the game. You do have ele elements that affect the catches, but when your team is in this kind of a slump, these things become more glaring and become more reticent, like to the naked eye. It's like, Oh my gosh, there's miles straw, the guy we're supposed to be depending on. And when we had guys like Jake Marisnik, who isn't a great bat, but was a great glove. You wonder, could Jake Marisnik help you? Hector Ray said, trade for Jake Marisnik. That probably wouldn't be a bad idea. But here's the thing. Miles Straw, from what he's shown and what he said in interviews, he's going to work. And I think he's going to work really hard. And this is going to bother him. He he cares deeply. I, I would venture so far to say that you don't see him make another mistake like this for several games because he's going to learn from it. He's going to go back and watch the film. Even if he was blinded by the sun, he's not going to make excuses. He's going to grind. And, and, and that's the thing I do like about the young team out there is they're getting reps. The thing is though, they've got to go to course and they've got to take these next two games. They can't give anything away from this point on. When a team is struggling like the Astros are, especially with the five guys on the COVID-19 safety protocol, whatever we're calling this, when you have a bad break like that, that's just a backbreaker. The Astros won a game with only scoring one run. So you can't do that. But Miles Straw said that he, he said that somebody asked him, do you think that he had a shot at catching that ball? He said, yes. And yes, it was a tough sun at that point. Uh, it, it was directly behind home plate. I saw it at the last second and sure enough, I just couldn't get to it. So yeah, Dusty Baker said it's still tough to take when you can only get one hit and the uh, one hit was a ball left lost in sun. So it just, uh, it was, it was just a bad situation. Ron self says Tucker's not doing enough. And I know that this was a bold move by Dusty Baker. You have somebody who's a superstar for the Astros in the making. He's have, he's off to a rough start, but then Dusty Baker put him in the leadoff hole. And I know Miles Straw was not looking great there, but then you put Kyle Tucker in there. So we haven't talked about that yet, but yeah. I actually like that move. And he he ha had a few good swings in Saturday's game. It's his his batting average is not looking like a leadoff hitter right now. No, yeah, Miles. I mean, not Miles Straw. Kyle Tucker. You would think, you know, contact hitter. He has power. He's got speed. Okay, why not lead off? But you know, you know, right now, Eric. It. I don't know that it matters who's in that leadoff spot. The bottom line is you can't, I can't look at the box score and Alebnis Diaz have the only hit. So you, you, we've got to go deeper than that leadoff. Again, we've got holes right now. We got people out, key players out. That's massive. But even when those guys were in, let's not be foolish. Uh, they weren't performing either. So it's not like their presence would all of a sudden remedy this. I mean, Alebnis Diaz got the only hit, uh, you know, remedy, and remedy, remedy. 
Sorry. <laughs> oh, you thinking about a song? Let's go karaoke, right? That's almost like what we need to do. I was like, okay, we got the win. We're going to win Sunday. We're going to go three and one on the road trip. No, my optimism failed me. Oh, by the way, speaking of um, whatever we're just talking about, Peter Solomon made his major league debut today. And yes. uh, we don't really know who's going to be the Astros starter in uh, Tuesday's game. We'll have to talk about that in a second. But Peter Solomon, this is a guy that a lot of people have a lot of high expectations for. Uh, he looked really good today. And so maybe he could start that game Tuesday. Maybe he can come in as a, um, uh, what do you call it? A long guy, the kind a of long reliever, the, like maybe the bulk, the bulk guy, the guy who comes in as a three inning guy, maybe. But uh, I don't think that puts him in line to start if Lance McCullers is not able to start. So uh, that, you that could, kind of could you use him as a starter as yeah. a as like an opener, um, three to four innings, and then but but who would you bring in after him? In that you know who would be that other long relief guy? I, that's a good point. So <laughs> it it, it kind of brings me up about a uh, kind of a the the whole. Nile thing. So let's talk about Blue Nile. It's not the best lead in, but this no. episode is brought to you by Tin Tin, <laughs> a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition uh, designs at a fair pro- um, price point. Tin Tin is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life using only diamonds resor- responsibly re- resourced of uh, Botswa. Ten female designs masters have produced uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. There's a perfect way to bring the light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only at BlueNile.com. Just search the word ten by ten. If you're yeah. on a hunt for the perfect unique ring. She'll treasure forever. You're definitely going to want to check this out. April 5th through the 9th. I couldn't find it. It's fine. It's fine. Good job. Good job, man. So let's just talk about betonline.ag. Okay. Betonline.ag has you covered with all your sports betting. Um, It's the fastest and easiest way to bet online. Football is definitely over. The NBA and college basketball is in full swing. The NHL is going. MLB is going. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time, updated odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. Head to the website or use the mobile device, and when you sign up, you get your 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your sports book experts. Hey, man, we're here to provide facts <laughs> and fun and entertainment. Yes, for sure, and Brett does that one a lot better than I do. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, Peter Solomon did really good today. I know it was only one inning, but he looked like he he belongs. And so the Astros have a lot of decisions to make, especially with we don't know who's going to be starting on Tuesday. And if, for those of y'all that don't know, Lance McCullers, after his last start, had to be hooked up with some IVs because uh, he had the COVID vaccination and he it was having some issues with it. And I believe he's still mo- having some breathing issues. And mm. uh, Baker said on Sunday that he was monitoring how his breathing is. And when you go to Coors Field and you're having 
breathing issues. That's, That's kind of like at reading that ad and not having read it before. It's kind of like not prepping <laughs> for that. Dude, it's so, like when we dude, it's like when we got off the cog train that I don't even know if it's still running in, in Colorado Springs at Pikes Peak. You literally walk from the train to the gift shop and you're like, I'm done. Like you've got no breath. I mean you're winded. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're definitely not going to make you know take chances with uh, Lance McCullers and we definitely hope as a friend of the show that he gets better and that he has a speedy recovery because that is definitely no fun yeah Dusty Baker said you're always apprehensive taking a real chance going into the altitude it's always tough enough to deal with we'll make a decision here shortly and so um we'll see but I I don't know uh, seeing uh, I know watching the game we didn't really notice that Lance McCullers was feeling well not well I know some people said well he didn't really look great but uh, after the game we we heard that he wasn't um, feeling great so hopefully he's he can get back out there but otherwise we don't know who the Astros are going to be starting I know Lan- Jose Arquiti will be starting on Sunday I means not Sunday Wednesday and the an option i don't know when the last time i can't remember off the top of my head last time christian javier pitched but he could possibly be called up if needed but uh, that would be a big if i know that he's supposed to be coming back uh, for the uh, games later that week so he's supposed to be joining sometime that week so uh, uh, later this week in anaheim series so i don't know what they're going to do they may just have a bullpen type of day if mccullers can't go or they may have solomon go they may have Brandon Belak, well, go Louis. Here's Castilla. the deal: the the Rockies are four and twelve. If there's ever been a floodgate open for wins, hey, with the no. way the Astros are playing, it doesn't but matter. Dude, but dude, but they dude, can the, play your little league team. I'm kidding. Hey, 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 man, let's not just let you, dude. I'm just saying we should have tied the game at one point. Our get this: our one of our players slid home. Eric, his his leg, entire leg, scratched the plate. There's even a mark from his cleat. The pitcher tagged him on his hip. Umpire called him out. That would have tied the game. It killed the moment. We ended up losing four to two. Um, that team, though, the first time we played them, they were the Astros. They beat us nineteen to four. So we came. Oh, they must back have been using them. trash cans. Sorry about that. They, so. yeah, I think they had a center field camera too. All right. So Jacob Rizzi today, speaking of starters, he did look a lot better. I talked about it earlier, but he went four and one thirds innings pitch. He only allowed three hits. He did. Uh, I know the stats are a little bit skewed with that uh, that uh, fifth inning, but he allowed four and our runs, three walks, seven strikeouts. But there was a little controversy with uh, Dusty Baker's bullpen usage recently, and um, I I would have, if it were me, I would have maybe left him in to face uh, Ty uh, Ty France, and then maybe uh, brought in Brooks Raley to face the next guy, um, uh, Seager. So I don't know. I don't understand what Dusty Baker's doing recently. He's he's just making all these weird decisions. And here's the thing: I, I I hate to make excuses for people. I mean, Dusty Baker's long in the tooth with baseball, so I mean, he knows what he's doing. But let's not pretend that he doesn't have a shortage almost everywhere on the field. Um, let's not pretend that he's also got relievers that are coming in and not doing their job. Um, you know, you have Presley when I come in and give up the walk-off. Then you have him come in the next night and he gets the win. I mean, he gets the save. And so it's definitely back and forth, up and down. And it's very Niner Day. It's very Jekyll and Hyde. So I would think those are tough. Like anybody can armchair quarterback to death, Dusty Baker's moves. But here's the thing. If he makes these moves and they work, 
everybody thinks he's a genius. So the, he, he's only a fool if they don't work out. But if they work out, um, you, you know, and you're right, um, Odorizzi did did pitch. Oh, I, I thought he pitched a lot better than the first one. Um, maybe he's in a way, maybe he's in a way ballpark pitcher. But yeah, you're and right. Also, um, he's still building up endurance, so he's looking True. good in the first four innings. Now he's hit the fifth inning, and he kind of. I know we had that issue with the the mile straw catch, but he's still uh, having that issue going deep into the game. So uh, that's something we have to talk about. So um, I know that uh, Haley. Duggan says that Astro's been struggling. It's tough, and it's been more than just the five position players missing. Yes, this this the struggles were before these guys were missing as well. And uh, people were asking about uh, when are how long are these guys out? I believe that they've uh, we don't know anything no. about them, but we do know that they've been cleared to work out individually. Yeah. So I guess that means they can go um, in their hotel and run run in hallways. They can they go. can go to the ballroom and take take <laughs> take ground balls or throw the ball against the wall and catch it. But you know there is literally no timetable. I've I've looked it over. I've tried to find it. It's it, it's really obscure and kind of ambiguous the way that it's all set up. Um, you know the fact that there was one player. Um, that tested positive. Yeah, I still think to this day that they should have not not played that game because there's so many other teams that are having yes. the same issues, but yet they're talking about postponing entire series. And it may not be anything sinister. It just appears that the Astros get the short end of the stick. World Travelers asking, uh, why were the Astros games? Not? Okay, that's what we're saying. We don't know. Um, now, the uh, one James game that- Click actually addressed this a little bit. Oh, he did he? As okay. much as he can uh, say. So okay. he said, we ha- we have a lot of questions why we're continuing to play while the Twins were not. We're continuing to work on those questions, those explanations. We're working closely with MLB on that. Unfortunately, we don't have any updates. And he said that one difference between the Astros and Twins, there are nuances between the various situations in terms of threats and concerns about further spread in the clubhouse, and that necessitated uh, shutting things down. It's easy for you to say. Necessitated. Necessitated. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Um, But anyway, uh, according to John Heyman today, uh, he's the only one reporting this stuff, so I don't know where he's getting this, but... Uh, he said that the running report is that twins are holding at three t- a positive uh, COVID-19 people. The Astros have one. So that's something that we're not seeing. But John Heyman and all his magical brilliance is And all his, and all his blocking so, magical brilliance, yeah. In other words, uh, world, tra- world Traveler, we don't know. We yeah, we don't really know. don't know what's going on. And... I think it had to do with the fact that Corpus Christi was so close. The Astros just had they had the opportunity to get those players here while the Twins did not. And they had multiple players while the Astros maybe just had that one player and maybe just a it just all depends on the situation. But uh, even Lance McCullers had some issues with that as well. So hey, there's a there's a question that I don't think I know the answer to. Um, who is the team captain on the squad this year? Is it is it Carlos Correa? I mean, is there nobody's is there a is nobody there a stepped up? Okay, nobody stepped up so far this year. But I mean, you know, Carlos Correa. Well, you know, like in the NFL where they have the C on their chest and they have like the stars. How many years they've been captain, like for the offense and defense? 
baseball didn't have something like that, but typically, you know, you're like Craig Biggio is your captain or, you know, it'll be Altuve. If, if, yeah. if it'll be anybody, it'll be Jose Altuve and it'll sure. be old uh, Derek Jeter type um, Jose Altuve type of person. But I don't think we have that, but you know what I do think we have, we have built bar. That's right. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar in the business. Let me tell you, folks, stop right there. If you've had a protein bar and it's not Built Bar, I'm sorry. Apologize to your stomachs now and go to BuiltBar.com and order Built Bar because right now, if you use the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your first order. A free cooler with purchase will come along with it while supplies last. Let me tell you something about coconut almond. I'm not a big fan of coconut, but coconut almond Built Bar, it's pristine. It's amazing. 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar and five grams of net carbs wrapped in a hundred percent chocolate. That's right. A hundred percent chocolate. It is low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for the keto diet. If you're trying to maintain or lose weight and you're going to the bar, slam a built bar, go to builtbar.com use lock 15 for that promo code. And you will not be sorry. Tell me how wheelhouse sent you. You know what? This is water, but you know, what? I'd love to have in here some belching beaver. Belching Beaver, man. Let me tell you something about Belching Beaver. This place is awesome. It started in 2012 in California. They actually just signed a deal towards the end of the this last year with Ambient um, Distributors to to distribute Belching Beaver throughout Texas. So you need to go to belchingbeaver.bev to check out where you can find that. But if you happen to be in California, happen to go to California, they have an Oceanside Brew House, Pub 980, North Park Tasting Room, and a Tavern and Grill. And they make everything from hard seltzers to beers, to stouts, to milk stouts, IPAs galore, any palate, anything you want. And if you're a, if you're a music fan, they have a special collaboration with the Deftones. They actually have two beers now. My favorite is the Phantom Bride. It's phenomenal. The Simcoe, the Citrus, the Hops. It is music to your mouth and you put your headphones on. Have a damn good time. Belchingbeaver.com. Okay. So I think the next thing on the agenda for the Astros is getting everybody the second round of the COVID-19 shots and they don't want to have a second um, appearance of what happened with Lance McCullers. And they don't want everybody to get it done at the, second at the same time because of, I don't know everybody's reaction, but most of the people, the second dose is what kind of hits you. And yeah. so they, they don't want everybody on the team going to get it. And then all of a sudden, everybody can't play like the ball. The whole team can't play. Yeah, that would suck, dude. Yeah, so this is what uh, Click had to say about this. If we got 20, 30 guys getting shot, we don't want to have a whole team out there that's fatigued. I'm optimistic we'll get there, but we are working through logistical hurdles. And they're still trying to get to that 85% mark so they can go to the clubs and go out to restaurants and everything. Because you know that Zach Greinke wants to be able to bring his uh, kids back to the clubhouse oh, and everything. Oh, I was like, I thought you wanted Zach Greinke to go to the clubs. I was like, no. It's like <laughs> Zach Greinke is not going to any clubs. No, I read that article today, and I think it was in Chronicle, and he's like, yeah, 2020 was boring. I couldn't bring my kids to the ballpark, and there was no fans, and it was just, it was, there's no point. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, you know, Eric, this guy has got to be the life of the party when the cameras are off. I, th there's there's no way he keeps this deadpan around his family. I mean, his, his kids are so joyous. His, his wife, you know, she's got a pretty strong like presence on social media. She seems to pretty bu be bubbly. But then and maybe they're like opposites attract kind of thing. But I think he plays it up a little bit, kind of like Bill Belichick does with the Patriots. There's no way that guy's that smug. And there's no way that Zach Grinke is that like just – 
you know, like checked out of everything. He's not. I, I think he plays it up a little bit. He's pretty yeah. smart. Yeah, a world traveler said it's the second dose. I, I, she's actually a critical care doctor. But yeah, oh, wow. I've, hey, I've heard um, it's, it's, it's pretty. Um, I, luckily, I had it pretty good, but most people, it's not so, they're not so lucky. So a lot of people said that um, not they're not going to judge Odorizzi yet. I, we're not really critical of him yet. He's just not built up yet. And it's going to take him some time to build up that endurance to kind of go deep into games and like uh, World Traveler said, he's just, he didn't have a full spring training. The Astros signed him late, so he's still working his way up. So well, uh, spe speaking of Zach Greinke, uh, he made some comments, and uh, he had the chance to pitch a complete game shutout the other day, but yeah. um, but Dusty Baker pulled him in favor of Ryan Pres Presley. And you would think that he would kind of be whining about that and say, no, he should have let me stay in. There's only, only so, many, so often I can actually – pitch a complete game right. but he said that he had more confidence in presley getting the last three outs in the ninth inning than he had in, in himself trying to get the final three outs um the fourth time through the order no you know in that he's gonna say that <laughs> but, but here's the thing though that's that is the true mark of a veteran who is a a team player and b is on the track for somewhere like the hall of fame in cooperstown just because to be aware of that and not be selfish because he, he is older. He's not going to get a ton of opportunities um, to do that. So I thought that was really cool. And it shows though, it shows that he believes in the trust the Astros have because it, it, it seems like Baker was going to give it to him, but Grinky was like, Hey, give it to Presley. And so that's yeah. a good thing. So we have to look at the positives because it's not a better roses. When you look at the standings and the Astros are seven and eight and the Rangers are seven and nine. And uh, we're in fourth. Up. No, I'm <laughs> I'm being serious. But there are bright spots, and there are things that you have to look at. At some point, though, Eric, they have to turn it around. There's no excuses. You put nine players on the field, just like the other team. You've got to score more runs. Period. End of story. Yeah. Before we move on to Joe Smith, I know a lot of people are kind of down on Joe Smith, but Dusty Baker said, I thought about it, but that's why Presley is a closer. That's why you have a closer. Had we lost the game with the closer still in the dugout, you guys would have killed me. Grinky didn't fight it at all. And so uh, Presley said, after he heard um, Grinky's comment there, he said, that's pretty nice compliment coming from him. <laughs> so... Uh, but basically, uh, for those of y'all that didn't get to see that play, uh, Zach Greinke had a ball that was basically hit right at him, and he bobbled it, couldn't find it at first, so the runners ran back to the bag, and then he threw the ball to uh, third base, and then Toro threw it to second base, and they got a double play that basically saved the whole, um, possibly a big inning in that inning, and so, but uh, I think Martin Maldonado says that's a that's Grinky being Grinky and that's a Gold Glove play. Just pretending yeah. like he misplayed that just to get the uh, the double play there. No, yeah, definitely. And you know, to kind of go off this Joe Smith stuff, Eric, um, when you look at his stats, dude, um, they are not at all what we expected them. Like everybody's like, yes, we got Joe Smith back. You well, know? he didn't play last year. The, no, I know. I, let me let me let me finish my point. 
like he had a whole season off. And and if anybody knows anything about what these pro athletes are about, is they're about their creatures of habit and their bodies are fine tuned. I mean, even when we talk to Julie Morales and Jeff Blum on the show, even even their routine is screwed up and they're not even players, right? But right now he's 0-1. He's got a 14.54 ERA, seven games, only 4.1 innings pitched and only four strikeouts. So there's definitely some things that he probably has to work on. His location is abysmal right now. And I think that year off has been, has, I mean, it's, it's tortured whatever he's doing or not doing right. So someone like Joe Smith is a veteran. He's been around for a while. He's going to fix things. He's not going to stay at 14.54, but he's got to go out and have some clean innings, but you can't stop throwing him out there. And, Someone had mentioned Josh James. Do we even know about him and his return or anything about? I don't even know. I don't right now. I'm not privy. Uh, no, I saw a semi report on Framer Valdez, and by report, a James Click said we're not ready to put a timetable on it, but he's progressing faster than we anticipated. Mm. So I don't know what that means, but um, the only good news the Astros have to look forward to is the ask the rockies are four and 12 they have lost eight of the last nine but the astros are what uh they've lost six out of the last seven or what is it yes so uh the astros aren't much better but hopefully (laughs) the astros will uh get some offense back in uh at course field and they get some things going and no it's not just um uh, I don't think it's just about the guys they're missing. I just think that uh, whatever. But I saw this note. This is the first time the Astros have been held to one hit since September 30th, 2018. Wow. That was in Baltimore. And that was the final game of the 2018 season. So, really? yeah, the Astros have. Oh, here it is. They have lost seven of their last eight games. So the Astros have lost seven of their last eight games. I, mm. I, I got it wrong. I think I said six out of the last seven games. Yeah, you did. So the Astros six out of seven, are seven out of eight. Whatever. They basically lost a lot more than they won. <laughs> so yeah, the Astros are free falling, free mm. falling for sure. I'm not going to start seeing No way. Hey, who's, who's hold on. He's being negative now. Like, come <laughs> on, man. I didn't say they were free falling. Um, but Andre scrub is still on the, on the 10 day IL. I don't know when his date for return is, but th- the thing is with the with the Astros, it's one game at a time. You can't worry about your record. You can't worry about what you've done before. You've got to worry about what you're doing right now. And right. I don't care what the batting order is, Eric. I don't care who leads off. It's not about where you hit. It's about what you do with your spot in the lineup. And when Elibnis Diaz is the only guy that gets a hit, there's not a single percent lineup that would have gone to lead off and they would have done anything different because they didn't get any hits. They would have hit the ball in three like they hit the ball in one. You see what I'm saying? If yeah. they went 0 for 4 in the 3, they're not going to go 0 for – they're going to go 0 for 4 in the in the leadoff too. You've got to put the bat on the ball. All righty. Since, since tomorrow's our off day, do you want to go and do a locker room tomorrow? Tomorrow? Oh, that's right. Yeah, you know what? Um, Monday well, locker room. Or yeah, something. well, I've got to uh, – <laughs> Well, we'll have to talk about this. But we'll anyway, talk that's about it because I've got to look at my baseball schedule. Well, that's all we got for this edition of the Lockdown Nationals podcast. Thank you, for everybody, for interacting on uh, – on all the social media and we will talk to you tomorrow and go Astros and hopefully we'll get some victories in Coors Field or, um, and go Astros. I predict tomorrow the Astros